0: I love tears. I get really excited when people cry. And I love anger too. I love having power to be our full energy. And I love seeing people grab onto their full emotional power by acknowledging all the aspects of themselves. The freedom and aliveness in emotions is astonishing. The more we can accept the full range of who we are and see it as normal, the more we can step into the fullness of who we are and accept everyone else for who they are too. You will be amazed when you start to accept your own feelings, how much more you can accept everyone else's too. This is Aliveness, the show that explores how to create the changes you need to make to experience the sense of aliveness you're longing for and how the power of plant medicine can accelerate that process for you. I'm your host, Allison Crossway, a guide and former psychotherapist here to empower you to break out of your old patterns, shift into a new state of being, and ignite your aliveness. We often think of certain emotions as negative, and thus we're taught early to repress them. Usually it's sadness, rage, jealousy. Those ones are considered not so good. It's exactly this imbalance that makes it really hard for us to change our behaviors. When we have traumatic experiences, experiences that are too much for us to emotionally withstand in the moment, we can't feel our emotions because the experience is too much. So it gets locked away. This disturbs our flow and our ability to be present, which makes it difficult for us to create the lives we want to create in all the areas of our lives. Makes it difficult for us to feel close to others. It interrupts our physical health. It gives us blocks in creating what we want in art, in business, these types of things. Healthy emotional flow gives us the opportunity to step into everything we desire. And microdosing accelerates the process of emotional access and release. So everything I'm going to talk about in this episode will be familiar to you to a certain extent. It might be a little encouragement to go further in your emotional work, in therapy, in energy work, in journaling, in your self-reflection and working with the medicine accelerates this. It amplifies Emotional work to give you even more opportunity to do it and release it. Emotional work, from my perspective, emotions, they are experiences in the body, but they have content to them that we attribute to emotions. So we call things sadness with tears, sadness, rage, joy, fear jealousy, hope, intent, they also often come with stories and we're going to talk about the relationship between story and emotion. But to start, I really encourage you to think of emotions as energy. Every human being has all of them. We have different energy systems. Some of us are super sensitive, some of us less so. But if you're somebody who doesn't experience emotions, I would encourage you to consider. Consider that perhaps you learned very early in a very serious way that those were not permitted. We all have emotional flow, every single one of us. Just look at the dogs. Just look at the dogs. They all have emotion. They carry them differently, but they all have emotions. So what does healthy emotional access look like? access and expression, because those are two different things. First, let's talk about access, especially rage and tears. Now, we need to be able to access rage and tears to be able to access joy. Emotions are like a muscle. And if we're tamping down certain ones, Makes it really hard to pick and choose the other ones that we get to have, which is why often people who are trying to be positive seem kind of fake because it's not coming from their body, it's not coming from the ground. It's trying to be, I feel so good, right? The energy is coming more from the head and the throat rather than, oh, I feel so good because I, right now, if I let myself, can also feel very sad. Now, a lot of people will say to me, well, I don't want to be sad or I'm not an angry person. I I think I'm not an angry person is worth unpacking a little bit. The way that I see it is this. There is a lot to be sad about and a lot to be angry about in our world. Most of us have experienced so-called negative emotions coming out at us negatively, which we're going to talk about in a second. So we don't want anything to do with them. But healthy emotional access and expression, it moves. So it's like I can see a news story and literally feel fury head to toe. It moves through me and in 30 seconds, it's gone. It gives me a chance to act based on my emotions. But we're not talking about being stuck in anything. We're talking about allowing emotions to move through like weather. I had a really powerful example of this in a dear teacher of mine. I was doing a session with her and I was speaking about my grief of not having children and she was supporting me in doing some ceremony around that. And I didn't know her history. She was in her seventies. And She was one of the people who taught me about emotional flow, actually, specifically. And then I saw it. And she said, that's something I share. She said to me, I don't have physical children. And I saw the grief come through her. And then she was back. And we were talking and we were working, kind of like. I just did there. She was so present to herself that she could access the grief, not deny it, and yet then move through and we were back into some kind of juicy flow. And that was the most beautiful example that I had ever seen. It was a real lightning rod of of emotional access and flow. So first, there's emotional access. And if you haven't cried in a while or you... Don't have access to your anger in a productive way. I don't mean if I ask you if you have access to your anger and you think to yourself, yeah, I just barked at my partner this morning. That's not access to your anger. That's reactive. I'm talking about do you allow yourself to be angry with yourself? Not at yourself, but like having the experience of anger in your body and allowing it to flow through and welcoming it. That's access. So the first piece of emotional work is access. Then the second piece of emotional work is flow. So let's use the example of the woman who was working with me in kind of therapeutic spiritual teacher capacity. We were on Zoom, and she said, yeah, I don't have physical children of my own, and her whole face moved through, and then she continued. Now, also being someone without physical children of my own, I have in the past been capable of having, speaking to someone, feeling that trigger of loss, and then going into my story like nothing ever works for me it's so unfair why does she get so many children and here i am all alone and and i'm my energy's down my confidence is down i'm rawr, maybe i want a glass of wine that is getting caught in my story and it actually is a tamping down of emotion because i'm getting caught in the mechanics of what's happening in, the, in my mind, as opposed to, oh, God, yeah, it just, and when I did that there, I let myself feel sadness all the way down to my belly, all the way up into my heart. It moves through like a freaking flower, and it's what allows me to empathize with the world, and it's gone. It's gone. You know, it'll come back. <laughs> it know it back back. And then I can move through again. And that's what emotional flow is. It's not getting caught up in the story. It's how does this actually feel? Oh God, I feel hurt. I feel unseen. Oh, that's. And then moving through. And at the bottom of all these emotions is the clarity of what we need to do in our lives going forward. So I go to the bottom of the grief. I let it flow through me. Take a big breath. And what's the clarity? That I'm exactly where I need to be creating this podcast. That this is the way I am working with my creative energy in the world. Finally, let's talk about expressing versus sending emotions. This is so important. And it comes out the most in anger. So driving. Someone cuts us off. We get pissed. Okay, what did we just do in our car? We sent anger to another person. Now, depending on what you believe, they'll feel it or they won't feel it. What if it's your partner, your child, your friend, your parent, and you feel angry and you Why do you always do that? Instead of allowing it to flow through, feeling it, taking a moment, usually, When they're not around, feeling it, letting it flow through, maybe wrenching a towel, like allowing fucking anger to move through. And then at the bottom of that is, again, clarity. What didn't I express that I needed to express? What do I need to say? What was that bringing up for me that has nothing to do with the person at the time? I... And am not somebody who believes, as many people in this sort of conscious world do, that we should be authentic all the time and say what we think and feel. Absolutely not. We are responsible for our thoughts and feelings. And we're responsible for creating containers and relationships in our lives where we can explore the things, where we can go and say to a friend, a therapist, a mentor, a guide, and say, okay, so when my partner did that, I was furious. What's actually going on for me? Like, is this something I need to say to him when we're both calm? And and just say, can we renegotiate our agreement around this or that? Or is it something else that's being opened up and an opportunity for me to grow? The vast majority of our emotions are our responsibility. They're information as to how we need to shift things for ourselves, healing that we need, attention that we need, as opposed to ways that other people need to change, which of course they don't. All other people can do is enter into agreements with us about how we're going to live together. This takes courage. Let's just say to be willing to experience ourselves in the full range of emotions takes courage. And medicine work takes courage. It asks us to step out of our loops of triggers we get in with people and to actually feel the bottom of it and to love ourselves through it. And the medicine loves us and strong medicine containers, they will love us too. And they will support us in becoming a person who has access to their feelings access to the information beneath the feelings, who can flow through feelings without story, who takes responsibility for their feelings rather than sending them out into the world. As we develop our emotional flow, the energy that it took to lock down those feelings gets unlocked. So we have a lot more energy. I remember when I was going through a divorce And I believed the divorce was wrong, as did my family. And I felt like a terrible person. And it had taken almost all my energy to extract my independence and say, I'm allowed. And I was exhausted all the time. I remember getting to morning meetings and needing a nap after at my job. I was exhausted because I was holding so much emotion, anger at other people telling me what to do, anger at what was happening in the relationship such that I wanted to leave, pain, sadness. It was taking all my energy to hold it all down and I had no energy for life. When we allow ourselves to have our feelings first surrounded by people who support us and then We grow into being able to have them for ourselves. We unlock all the energy in the world. It's amazing. And what happens if we don't? We're very tired. We can be very flat. Our bodies can be very tight. I used to be 90th percentile for inflexibility in my 20s. I thought I was an inflexible person. I was tight because of the amount of trauma and emotion I was holding. I'm perfectly normal in terms of flexibility now and way more flexible than I was in my 20s. The body holds the energy of trauma, of feelings we can't feel in the moment and it's trying to hold it together and survive and cope. So this comes out in the body in tightness and difficulty sleeping, in sleeping too much, in numbing out, in all kinds of physical symptoms, diseases. I will do my piece again. Not all disease is caused by trauma. Not all disease can be fixed by emotional healing, but it's a big piece and always worth exploring. It can also come out sideways emotions if we're not, uh, if we're not acknowledging them like not following up on emails or being really passive aggressive in ways we communicate. So it comes out in our energy. It is coming out in your energy, regardless of your emotion relationship with your emotions, your emotions are coming out. And so owning them and letting them flow is a friggin' huge part of everything you do in life from love to business, to everything else. So a reminder, It's a complex system. There's always only one next step that is juicy and will give you the most energy gain. And that is what I focus on with my clients looking and determining what is the one next thing we can unlock to help you move forward. There's no to do list, there is no overwhelm required. There's just one next thing. We also, I want to say this we learned which emotions are okay to express and which emotions stress out our caregivers. And we learn that extremely early, extremely early. Like even a very attentive mother who doesn't want her baby to cry and soothes a lot from her own anxious place. So maybe over soothes a little bit. And we all do this. There's no blame on anyone and how they care for kids. But we learn in our bodies not to cry because it creates stress in our mother. So we learn this really, 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 really early. And I'm telling you, as a therapist, for almost a decade, I saw hundreds of people and almost everybody apologized for crying in my office where there's like Kleenex everywhere we are ingrained. You hear it all the time. I'm sorry for getting emotional. I told myself I wouldn't get emotional today. I would always think, why did you tell yourself you're not going to get emotional in your therapy? It is ingrained and conditioned in us not to be emotional. It's healthy to be emotional. So we learned it in relationship. We didn't, weren't born thinking we shouldn't cry. We learned it. So it's very difficult to teach ourselves by ourselves to have emotions. We need to be witnessed and welcomed. And I went through a whole phase of working with people and going apeshit angry with the practitioners and expressing my rage and having it be welcomed. I remember the first man who welcomed my rage in a very small way. And it was such a different experience than I'd had in my family of origin. And I could see how solid he was. He, I could also see the spark in his eye. When I got a little mad at him, he liked it. He wanted me to have my full expression and that was life-changing. So it's really, really, really important to do this work with the support of other people who have done their own work and welcome your whole range of feelings. That is a life-changing experience. One very simple example is an exercise that I often do with my clients when we're in groups. It's called yes, no. And I have people walk around the room making eye contact with each other and saying or shouting no. It is a guarantee that within five minutes, half the room has tears. Just by saying no, because we don't practice that energy. So many of us don't practice that energy all of us, but many of us. Then the other side of the exercise is yes. Looking at each other in the eyes and saying yes. no, nope. Yes. It's just energy. There's not even a context. There's no role play. There's just yes and no. And energetically, this is exploding people's lives because they have not gone fully into either energy in their life. And both are crucial. What are you a no to? And what are you a yes to? Breath work is also an extremely good way to open up and receive the emotions and let them flow. And my interview with Jen Menzel um, in a few episodes is really fantastic. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. Microdosing amplifies the emotions. There was one client in particular that I worked with who accessed. Grief, she didn't even know she was carrying when her sibling came to visit her during her microdosing cycle. And she was able to sob and sob and sob. And she was able to do that because the medicine was supporting her. And because I had been saying to the group week after week, all your emotions are welcome. If you cry, cry, let yourself cry. And afterwards, the lightness that she experienced. And the business growth she experienced was tremendous because she was no longer carrying that weight that that we could feel, but we couldn't name it necessarily. And sometimes you just think that's a person, how they are. And it may be, and there's usually so much for us to root out and express. And she did it on her own. She did not... Do it in front of her sibling. There's no need for family, uh, I hate the word drama, but there's no need for family explosive feelings. This is your personal work to be supported in for your energy. For your energy. I love tears. I get really excited when people cry. And I love anger too. I love having power to be our full energy. And I love seeing people grab onto their full emotional power by acknowledging all the aspects of themselves. The freedom and aliveness in emotions is astonishing. The more we can accept the full range of who we are and see it as normal the more we can step into the fullness of who we are and accept everyone else for who they are too. You will be amazed when you start to accept your own feelings how much more you can accept everyone else's too. This is powerful and important work and requires support to be held as we emerge stronger through our relationship with the medicine and with each other. If this episode of Aliveness resonated with you, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review on your podcast app. Reviews make it possible for me to connect with more people just like you who are looking for inspiration and guidance on their journey to create a full, juicy life filled with aliveness. Be sure to subscribe so you get all the juicy episodes to come. And if you have a friend who is deep into their personal growth and healing journey, share this podcast with them too. Now go out and experience the aliveness that's here for you today. If what I'm sharing in this episode is resonating with you, take the next step on your journey and join me for a free workshop where I'll share how to get results with microdosing, what the process looks like, and answer your biggest questions like, is it safe and will I feel high? You can register for this experience by visiting allisoncrossway.com slash microdosing talk.